Well, as I shared uh, just before, today is Thanksgiving Sunday, and this is our opportunity to give thanks to God for uh, everything that he has done in our midst, not just as a church, but also personally throughout this year. It's always a good thing for us to do, to stop and reflect and, uh, and uh, think about the things that God has done in our midst um, throughout uh, a certain period of time. Now, this might sound really obvious, uh, but today is not just about giving thanks to certain people or giving thanks to the church, but really our ultimate thanks needs to go to God alone. He is the one who deserves the glory. He is the one who deserves the thanks, and we want to give all of it to Him. And so what I thought we would do to start off today to give praise and glory to God is give glory to God and praise to God through His Word. And so I'm going to read uh, Psalm 103, the passage that we shared just before when we shared communion together, but I'm going to read the whole psalm for us. And it says here in Psalm 103, if you have your Bibles, you might want to read along. It says, Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. The life of mortals is like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it and it is gone. And its place remembers it no more. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness with their children's children with those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, my soul." This psalm that we've just read, Psalm 103, this is one of these amazing psalms to read when things are going well in your life. This is a psalm that I often reflect on and think on when I have a lot of different things to praise God for. Um, but to be honest with you, um, one of our values here at the church is authenticity, so I'll just share a, uh, a bit of authenticity with you. I don't always feel like a Psalm 103 kind of person. Um, I come into contact with people who are Psalm 103 kind of people. Um, I have a friend who is a, very much a Psalm 103 kind of person. Whenever I go up to this friend of mine uh, and ask him how he's doing, he always says, things are awesome, things are fantastic, it doesn't matter what's going on in his life, 
he's always looking positively and optimistically about the situations that he is going through. And this has always been this friend of mine's personality. This is not a fake outlook that he has on life. He's genuinely a Psalm 103 kind of person. Uh, Recently, this friend of mine had a very uh, difficult work situation that he was uh, coming into. He was about to uh, enter into a meeting um, where he had some people who were trying to kick him out of his job that he had. And I asked him, so how are you feeling about this meeting? If I was in his situation, uh, I know that we're told to not be anxious in Scripture, but I would, if I'm honest, I'd probably be feeling a bit anxious in uh, Uh, if I was in his shoes. But his reply when I asked how he was feeling was, I'm feeling awesome because if I stay in this job, well, these other guys who want to kick me out, they probably can't hang around. But if I am kicked out of this job, well, I get a new beginning for myself. This is all good. Now, he genuinely meant everything that he was saying. I can, I can honestly say that he was being genuine in what he was saying. And I love his optimism. But if I'm honest, when I speak to this friend of mine, I find him really draining. <laughs> because he is always looking at everything good happening in life. This is not really me, and I'm not always the most natural optimist through, uh, throughout life. I'm probably less of a Psalm 103 kind of guy, and I probably empathize more with David in, uh, in Psalm 42. Some of you might know Psalm 42. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by my enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? Why, my soul, are you downcast, so disturbed within me? I'm very much more so a Psalm 42 kind of guy when things aren't going my way. Can anyone empathize me with me at all? Some others of you are uh, <coughs> a Psalm 42 kind of people. Now, I'm aware that there are some of you joining with us today who are the Psalm 103 kind of people. You give thanks to God through every situation that is going on in your life. But for those of you who aren't the Psalm 103 kind of people, what I want to do for us really quickly today, I'm just going to preach really quickly and then we're going to go into a time of thanksgiving. I just want to draw out uh, a few things from Psalm 103 that we can give thanks to God for. There are some things we see here in Psalm 103 that tell us that we can be thankful to God through every single situation that we go through. And you can see these here on the screen. As I said, I'm not going to be uh, having a long sermon time. It'll be very quick, but then we're going to go into an extended time of thanksgiving. The, uh, The first thing that we can give thanks to God for is his forgiveness. This is something that we see really clearly in verses 3 and verse 12. Praise God because he forgives your sins. But it doesn't stop there. As we heard about just before, he removes our sins as far as the east is from the west. Don't get stuck in the guilt of your sin and shame anymore. You have been forgiven an infinite amount by an infinite God who loves you an infinite amount. So we can be thankful for the forgiveness of sins that God has given to us through Christ Jesus, through his life, his death, and his resurrection. We give thanks to God for his healing. This is another promise that we see all the way from back in Exodus. God is a God of healing who provides emotional, physical, 
physical, spiritual, mental healing. And many of you would have experienced this at some stage in your life. Now, not at, uh, not at all times we're going to experience healing miraculously in this life. For some of us, for many of us, we will have to wait until we experience total healing when we see Jesus face to face. But for all of us, if you know Jesus... At some stage in your eternal walk, whether it's right now or whether it's when you see Jesus face to face, you will experience his healing. You will be made whole. We thank God for his redemption. Through Jesus, we have been redeemed. (coughs) The word here in scripture, it means to buy out. So God has bought us at a price. That means that he considered you valuable enough to buy, to buy you back. We thank God for his love. This is mentioned more than any other aspect of God's character here throughout Psalm 103. Why? Because it sums up the very nature of God. In 1 John, we see that God is love. There is no word that better sums up who God is. We thank God for his compassion. I've been growing in compassion very much over the past few years. In previous years, when my wife came into me upset and saying there's a spider in the living room, back in the day, I would have killed the spider. Now I show compassion on this little creature and I take it outside. God is a God of compassion. He had every right to stamp us out, to destroy us because he is righteous and just and we are sinful people and yet he chose to show us compassion even in the midst of our sin in our lives. (coughs) We thank God for his righteousness and his justice. It's because of God's righteousness and justice that we know that one day every single thing will be made right. We thank God for his grace, the undeserved favor that you have through Jesus. Every single one of these eight different aspects of who God is, every single one of these we have to give thanks to God for at all times. Now, if you are someone like me, who is more of a Psalm 42 kind of person and struggles to give thanks to God through all circumstances, what, I can, what you can do is just scan the, the QR code that's on the screen right now. Um, you can uh, save the image that it will take you to and you can just make that your phone wallpaper um, for the next week or so and just remember to give thanks to God over this next week. And that is something that we want to do together as, uh, as God's church right now. We want to give thanks to God for how he's been at work in us individually and corporately throughout this year. (coughs) My darling, could I just grab my water bottle, please? Thank you. And in a minute, we're going to give you the opportunity to, uh, to give thanks to God. Um, and the way that we're going to do that is uh, we'll have a roaming mic, uh, and for about 30 seconds, uh, ish, um, you can have the opportunity to share something that maybe God has done throughout your life, throughout this year, that you want to give him public thanks and praise for. Um, yeah, so we'll have a roaming mic walking around and we'll give you the, pra- the opportunity to praise God for something that has happened in your life. Um, but as we uh, start to think about how God has been at work in our lives over this past year, um, someone in our church, uh, Jeff Myers, who many of you would know, shared a story with me earlier on this 
week where he was giving thanks and praise to God for something that had happened in his life here, uh, here at this church. And I found it so impactful that I thought it's very much worthwhile sharing with us together this morning. Now, Jeff uh, and Annie weren't able to be with us here this morning, and so we have a recording of it instead. Uh, and so while you might be thinking of something that you want to give praise and thanks to God for, we're just going to hear uh, this, uh, this praise story from Jeff for the moment. Hi, I'm Jeff. I just want to um, tell you a little encouraging story that uh, happened to me and hopefully it's an encouraging and faith-building thing to you guys as well. Uh, for five and a half months I had a cough which wouldn't go away uh, and it would build up three or four or five times a day uh, and I'd be coughing up this gunk. Uh, in that time I had ten lots of antibiotics which never worked. Um, I had x-rays, I had scans, which revealed nothing, um, unfortunately. Uh, my doctor sent me for blood and sputum tests, and finally, uh, as a last next resort. Um, but fast forward to the Monday before Sunday night, the Sunday night worship service that we had here recently. My doctor informed me that pathology revealed I had whooping cough. I was given another course of antibiotics with a repeat. At the worship service the following Sunday, I asked Danny and Susie to pray for me, which they did. I had one pill left for the next day, but still no change and no more antibiotics after that. Two weeks went by, no change. However, after another two weeks, I realized I had gone a whole day, this was one particular day, right, a whole day without coughing up anything, without even coughing. I thought, well, after six months, it's finally gone. I must, must text Danny and Susie to tell them the good news. So I'm part way into this text when this voice came into my head, quote, I was waiting for the antibiotics to wear off first so I could get the glory, unquote. Oh, okay, I figured that there's only one place that that word could come from, and that's our Father God. It certainly wouldn't be coming from the opposition. So it made sense too, because after six months with no change in sight, after all the medication, healing was still sudden because the day before, or two days, I can't remember, but would have been, uh, there was still the same, no change. So with me, it's been a great faith builder, okay? And I pray that this can happen to others, other people as well. So I just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Uh, thank you for healing. Amen. Well, we have an opportunity now to, uh, to share things within our own lives that maybe God has done throughout this past year, and we want to give thanks to him for something.
Well, there's been so many great things that have happened throughout this year. God's been at work, I know, in many of your own lives in powerful ways, and, uh, and it's really wonderful to see. But God's also been working through our churches. We've been gathering here corporately. Um, I was just even reflecting on this past week of the way that God has been teaching us different things, even through our, our sermon series. There's been a lot of different sermon series that we've gone through over this past week. We started off our year by looking at the names of God. Um, we had a time of exploring the vision that God's calling us into. Uh, we had some time understanding how uh, God's called us to defend our faith. We looked at the uh, seven letters to the, uh, to the church in Revelation. In our night service, we went through the book of James. Um, we had a time exploring our values, the five values that God has given us. We went through Psalm 23, and in our night service, we had a series on relationships. And just the most recently, we had our time together sharing on the Holy Spirit. But apart from Sundays, there is so much that happens during during our week. And I just want to give you a bit of a snapshot of the things that happened throughout our week. Now, this is not um, by any means uh, all of the things that happen throughout the week. I know there's many other ways that some of you are involved. So if I haven't included things that you're involved with, I do apologize for that. But just some of the things that happen throughout our week together. We have our, uh, our services, including kids' church, junior church, and youth church. And across our Sundays, we have over 300 people joining with us in person every single Sunday throughout our morning and night service and throughout our, uh, our ministries that are running out the doors as well. And even as we uh, speak right now, even apart from the people who are joining us here, often we have over 50 screens watching with us and joining with us online. We celebrate our life groups and KYB groups. Praise God for mainly music, which has been running for about two years now and peaked at almost 45 kids the other week. This year, we've started up our kids club. We want to praise God and give him thanks for that. We thank God for our youth ministry on Friday nights. And youth is now regularly doubling their numbers from kids of kids from this time last year. Thank God for Girls Brigade, Boys Brigade, our Young Adults Ministry, uh, even our online ministry. There's so many people that engage with our church online through different ways. Uh, even just this year, um, up to October, we had over 9,700 people visiting our website and 6,200 of those people were coming and joining and seeing our website for the first time. I want to give thanks to God for our senior service, uh, services that we've had throughout the year. We had over 100 people people joining with us at our seniors Christmas celebration this past year. We praise God for our care ministry, our welcoming ministry, missions, prayer, craft group, coffee connect, and all the special events that happen throughout the year, our women's ministry and carols and all of the different things that happen. And so many of you are involved with making these happen every single week. There are so many things we have to give praise to God for. I just think it would be really great if we could just honor every single person who is involved in making these happen throughout the week. Now, this is a really dangerous thing for any pastor to do, but one ministry in particular I'm going to highlight for the moment um, is our prayer ministry. And the reason I'm going to pr uh, highlight our prayer ministry is because on Monday mornings at 6.30 in the morning, there is a faithful group of people who come every single Monday morning and they pray for every single one of those things. And they've been coming for a very long time and it has really made a huge difference. Prayer is the thing that makes a difference in the life of a church and allows uh, God to move 
And so just really want to thank those who join with us for that time. We have prayer meetings that run 6.30 on Monday if you're an early riser, or you can come join us half an hour before our morning service as well. Now, in all of these areas, uh, virtually all of these areas, there has been significant growth that has happened over the past year, uh, and we want to give thanks to God for that. Now, some people can have an issue with uh, churches talking about Um, numbers, and although numbers definitely do not communicate the whole story, each number does represent a uh, a person that God has been able to impact. And that's what we care about here at our church. We care about people. We care about God impacting people's lives and bringing his life, freedom, and hope into their lives. And God is at work right now drawing people into our church. And I want to share with you one final story about how God is at work drawing people to our church. Uh, Earlier on this year, Uh, It was Grandparents' Day, and this was a wonderful service that we had together. There was our youth band, which joined us on stage. Pastor Stephen preached a wonderful message that morning, and it was one of those Sundays where after our grandparents' service, we walked away, and I was just left there thinking, that was great. God was at work, and uh, it just was a great time of fellowship and community together. Now, that night, we were having our Holy Spirit worship night, and there was a huge amount of expectancy of what God was going to do through that time, and praise God, God did work through our worship night. Even as we heard just before, uh, there was healing that was brought to Jeff Myers as we, uh, as we led into that time. Now, between Grandparents' Day and this worship night, there was a lot of setup that had to be done. There's, uh, there's a a setup that needs to happen for certain events that not everyone always gets to see. Uh, And on this particular day, um, there was a few of our staff that were off sick. And so I was just thinking after Grandparents Day, looking to the worship night, there is a huge amount of stuff that we need to get done between these two, uh, between our morning and our, our night. Now, just as we were beginning to set up, there was a guy that walked into our church from off the street, saying that he needed to get to Petrie somehow, where his wallet was, and he simply wanted a lift to, uh, to Petrie. Um, this was an incredibly hot day, and he was not in the right frame of mind to be walking uh, a long distance. Now, Narelle Dart, who is our council chair, she introduced this man to me, and I was looking around to see if there were any other guys who might be able to take this guy to Petrie, um, but at this time, most people had left Um, uh, after the service, Uh, pretty much everyone had gone, and in my mind, all I was thinking was how much there is to do between the morning service and the night service, and I just thought there's a a lot to do. Do I really need to be taking this guy to, uh, to Petrie right now? But I thought, no. This is an opportunity that God has given us right now to impact someone. He's drawn this person in. And so uh, I thought, well, I'll take this guy off to, uh, to Petrie. So he hopped in my car and we, uh, we took off. In the car, this guy was able to share with me that he had uh, gotten divorced uh, last year. And since then, his life had been consumed by drugs. He, uh, he earned a bit of money. He spent it on drugs. He stayed with his friends on their couch, and he kept doing this for a whole year. This was his cycle again and again and again, and he had no hope in his life. And the night before, he hit rock bottom, 
and he was put into, uh, into jail, into overnight jail, and he had nothing left in, in, uh, in his life. In the morning as he was released, he started to make his way into Petrie, um, but he walked past our church and he said that something drew him in here. In this moment, when this guy had hit rock bottom, God drew this guy in here, into our church, where he had an opportunity to be served and to be loved. Now, before this guy uh, hopped out, I had the opportunity to to pray with him. Um, I gave him my phone number and told him to call me up sometime and that I would grab a, I would shout him a, a coffee. Now, this guy hasn't taken me up on this just yet, but I'm still praying that he's going to give me a, uh, a call sometime. I would just want to share that with you because I know that so many of you have different stories like that. And the reason I wanted to share that with you is because although God's doing so many things through our broader ministries, yes, we want to thank God for for all of that, um, but the reason that we thank God is because he's impacting people's lives. There is life that he's bringing to people. There's freedom that he's bringing to people. There is hope that was brought into this man's life at this time. God is at work in so many ways at his church here at Bracken Ridge. Um, And God has used many of you to impact people's lives throughout this year. And we should give thanks to God for what he does. So as we give thanks to God for how he has been at work throughout church throughout this year, um, and as we look back on the past we can also see how God might want to shape us into the future. Earlier on this year, <coughs> just as we, um, as we think about this, this past year, one of the things uh, that some of you took part in was something called the National Church Life Survey, where we uh, heard a lot of feedback from you. Um, and one of the things that we, uh, that we um, asked during this survey was, what do you think that we should focus on into the future? And out of the four highest areas that were shared about focusing on in the future, these were two of the highest areas. 43% of you said that they wanted uh, our church to give attention to building a sense of community. And 34% of you said that you wanted us to give attention to ensuring new people are included. Now, since this point, since uh, earlier on this year when we went through the, the National Church Life Survey, um, our church council also had a retreat um, trying to hear from God uh, where we went away for a day seeking God to see where he might be leading us to focus on in the new year. Now, God has already given us a vision from the future. We shared that at Vision Sunday earlier on this year. You can see this in our booklets or online, but What we wanted to know, what is the thing that God is wanting us to focus on here in this church in the next year so that our vision is able to become a reality? And what I've got to show you right now um, will tell you a little bit more uh, about that. church. Not an institution or an organisation, but a community where people are invited to find their true sense of belonging. A sense of belonging in their relationship with God and with other believers. But this community is not like anything else in our world. We are a family who are focused not just on being with one another, 
but spurring on one another in our relationship with Jesus. At Brackenridge Baptist Church, one of our five key values is the value of family. And we believe that this is something that God is wanting us to grow in together. In Ephesians 2, 19 to 22, we see Paul write these words. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is being joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling place in which God lives by his spirit. God's given us a picture of who he is wanting us to become and that these words would become real in our midst. That we see a church where everyone can find a home. A church where we find family and experience community no matter who we are. A church where we know one another deeply and share in each other's triumphs and tragedies. Part of our mission to experience and share the life, freedom and hope found in Jesus means doing this in community with one another and spurring one another on towards this goal. 2023 is our year to grow in our one anothering of each other, in growing as a family in Christ and being a community that genuinely feels like home. At our council retreat that we had earlier on this year, there was a clear sense um, of what God was calling us to focus on uh, in regards to our vision focus for next year, which was to build a sense of community and family with one another. The church that we see us becoming more of in 2023. We see a church where everyone can find a home. A church where we find family and experience community no matter who we are. A church where we know one another deeply and share in each other's triumphs and tragedies. And next year, what we're going to be doing is doing everything that we can to make this dream become real um, in our midst. And there are multiple ways that this is going to happen, and we're going to share more about this in, on, uh, on Vision Sunday in, uh, uh, in 2023. Um, Vision Sunday is our opportunity to share with you some of the things that we're going to be doing throughout the year to make that uh, vision become a reality. Um, the other thing that we uh, are going to be doing, one of the things that we're going to be doing to make that um, become a reality is throughout the month of February, you can already get ready for this, uh, is we're going to be having a month of hospitality. And the challenge here with our month of hospitality is every single week for um, throughout the month of February is invite someone around your home and provide a meal with them, share a meal with them. Jesus, so much, uh, throughout so much of Jesus' ministry, it was based around having meals with people. There is a certain level of intimacy that is made when you have uh, a meal with someone. And so throughout the month of February, we're going to see um, our, ourselves grow more as a family and as community through doing that. Um, but if you're joining with us online, we don't want to leave you out either. More 
aware right now that with over um, 50 screens, much of the time joining with us uh, online, um, we want to give you the opportunity to be able to experience the community that we have here in the church. And so in, um, in February next year, we're going to be starting Alpha Online. Um, and we want to invite you, if you are joining with us online, to take part in that. Alpha is a wonderful opportunity to, uh, to not just um, share your faith with others, but it's also a great time to, uh, to grow in your own faith, um, grow in solidarity in your own faith, and understand more about how to share your faith with others. And so that will be happening in February next year as well. Now what we're going to do, we're going to, uh, I've done enough talking and enough talking has been done, so we're going to stand together. I'm going to invite the team up right now and we are going to give thanks to God. We are going to praise him for everything that he has done. He has been so good and faithful in our midst. He's been so good and faithful to many of us individually and we want to praise him and give him thanks. And as we prepare to do that right now, I just want to share with you once again these words from Psalm, from Psalm 103. So we prepare to sing of the goodness of God. We praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pits and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. And so God, we want to praise you right now because you are good, you are loving, you are gracious, you are faithful to us here, your people. And Lord, I really give you thanks and praise for how you've been at work through our services here and through the week. God, as we saw just before, there is so much happening in the life of the church and we don't want to hold any of the glory for ourselves. We want to honour you through it and give all glory and honour to Jesus alone. So we thank you for how you have been at work through these different things. But really, God, I also just want to thank you for how you work through every single one of us every single day. You've called us to be the light of the world, not just here in this building, but wherever we go. (coughs) So continue to use us for that purpose. Lord, I really pray for anyone this morning who's here who may not feel like they are in a place of thanksgiving. Lord, would you remind them of all of the things that we have to be thankful for? Most of all, we thank you, great God, for Jesus. We thank you that your love was so abundant that you chose to come to this earth, that you would redeem us, that you would buy us back at a cost, that you loved us so much that you went to the cross, suffering on our behalf. So we thank you, Jesus. We thank you for what you have done for us. In your name, amen.